Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Girl Talk with Kaylin. I'm your host, Kaylin Ann, and I'm just so happy that you guys are tuning in with me today. I have an amazing guest, Claire Summers, who is the founder of Fashion Bomb Daily. I am just so blessed to even be able to interview you. I like, seriously. so <laughs> I'm just like, it's, it's no words to even express how like blessed I am really to interview this amazing woman. Um, so, some, so Claire, can you just like go and, and share with us like what you've been up to, who you are for people who don't really know you and your story? Yes, I'm Claire Somers, the editor-in-chief and founder of Fashion Bomb Daily. Fashion Bomb Daily is largely known as the number one online destination for multicultural fashion. Have a strong following on yeah. social media, 1.4 million followers. We are verified. We are the place where you can find out what everybody's wearing as soon as they step outside. And we do have a particular focus on people of color, African American people. <laughs> and so Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, Lala Anthony, the list goes on and on yeah. and on. Everybody in hip hop culture. We are where you go to find out about yes, style, the so. juice. That's where you get the tips, everything. Yes. Yes, yes. So how how did you even get started with fashion, Bomb Daily? So I've always loved fashion. I was always that girl who would beg her mom to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a writer as well. Um, but when I went to college, I went to Harvard. I got a degree in French and African American studies. Yeah. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. All I knew is that I wanted to travel for a living. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I just made up this job called International Business Journalist. Did not know what that was going to be. Um, but I really kind of fell into journalism. Mm-hmm. I wanted to move to New York and I initially wanted to be in TV. And my parents were like, come home. So I went home to Atlanta. And I was in Kroger one day in the magazine aisle and I came across Upscale Magazine. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. really interesting. I ended up sending them my resume and cover letter. They called me in for an interview. Okay. I wanted to be a news intern. They had an opening in the fashion and beauty department, and that's where everything started. Um, I found out that I really enjoyed writing about fashion and beauty. Mm -hmm. Started off just writing captions. Eventually, I was writing cover stories, opinion pieces, and I knew that journalism was what I wanted to do. Was your niche. And then I was like, well, where can I go if I want to pursue journalism? Yeah. New York City. Went to New York. I found every paid internship I could. <laughs> and I did those. And then I found a job. Is there many of those paid internships there, in the fashion industry? I found four. Okay. And I applied to all four. It was with New York Magazine, The Nation. I want to say Newsweek. I found whatever paid. And I <laughs> applied. And they were like, yes, come in. And then it was up to me to pick which one I wanted to you do. do. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up interning at New York Magazine. I followed that with Newsweek Magazine. Then I became a researcher reporter at <laughs> Real Simple Magazine, still not in fashion. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I really want to just write fashion. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, maybe it was God who was intervening, but I could not find a way into a fashion magazine to save my life. And that's when I decided to start a blog. Wow. And I just started writing, updating every day, every mm-hmm. day, every day with just stuff that I wanted to see. Yeah. It was street style. It was celebrity style. I just wrote for women who looked like me. Yeah. And eventually it went from one person reading to three people reading to 300 to 3,000. And mm-hmm. it goes on and on and on. So. And how did you know what um, platform like to go to? Initially, I started on Blogger. Okay. 
And then once we started to incorporate advertising, then I went over to WordPress. Mm -hmm. We're still on WordPress. We had situations when I was on WordPress where the site would crash from too much traffic. Oh, wow. So then we had to get a new server, and then it, we just had to keep upgrading. Yeah. So now we have a server that can handle all, all the traffic. That's awesome. It's just been a matter of trial and error, just doing things mm -hmm. and seeing how people respond and then continuing to supply the demand as it grows. That's amazing. That yes. is amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, so... You said you went to um, Harvard. Do you do you think that played a role in your success? Your success with being um, this icon, <laughs> basically. Like, do you really think that um, has helped you? I do. I mean, I definitely don't think that you have to go to Harvard right. to work in fashion or to own a successful website. I've yeah. seen so many people in fashion who haven't gone to school, mm -hmm. college at all. But I will say that it definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah. And I've even heard it from, for example, the woman who hired me at New York Magazine. She was like, oh, I saw that you went to Harvard, so I figured that you were <laughs> capable. And so I said, okay. Wow. <laughs> so it, 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 I'm sure it happens mm -hmm. more often than not. And I think for me, it's just one of those things. It's like you check, you check a box, let's mm -hmm. say, and just be like, okay, this, this makes you a little bit more legit in some people's eyes mm -hmm. and that's one thing for me it's like you can't take that away from me yeah so if I ever have a doubt in myself I'm like or, or people are like oh no you can't do it I'm like actually I can, can. I can <laughs> you know? I did that so and it's more it's like a feather in the cap but you know, I don't I think if I were if I would go back to when I was 18 mm -hmm. or if I had even known what I wanted to do yeah for a living maybe I wouldn't have chosen it I don't know yeah you know? but it it was a great experience. My best, some of my best friends are from Harvard. That's and amazing. It's opened up a lot of great doors for, for you. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, who are your fashion icons? Fashion icons. I love Victoria Beckham. Mm, yes, me too. She's she has amazing. great style. She looks great in a suit. Everything she wears is super tailored. Who else do I consider a fashion icon? Who always gets it right? J Lo. Yeah. Her body is sick, though. Her like... body's sick. I've literally every single time. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. One of our commenters were like, "You know, it'd actually be interesting if she got it wrong <laughs> once in a while. She gets it right every single time. Every time. Yeah. Um, who else do I think has great style? I love Solange because I just feel like she's True. creative and quirky, mm -hmm. and she marches to the beat of her own drum. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. her. She's like an icon in herself as well. Yeah. And her standards and just her creating her own way mm -hmm. um, as a black woman. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, who do you look up to as far as like a business owner or entrepreneur? Oprah. Oprah. And why and Oprah? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Why? Oprah. You know, Oprah's a beast. Mm -hmm. Like, she is everything. Yeah. She came from nothing yeah. and created something amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she struck out on her own with a TV show. She yeah. has her own network. Now she has food, which is very tasty. <laughs> You've I had love, it? I've had it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she has this cauliflower pizza because I'm doing this thing where I'm not eating carbs. But that cauliflower <laughs> pizza... 
Is there? It's too good to not. <laughs> I think there's some bread in there. Because I was like, this is so good. It's called like, oh, this is good pizza. Okay. It's Oprah's cauliflower pizza, but it, it I'm tastes sure like it's Domino's. Gonna be really good. That's from it's Oprah. It's so good. Yeah, but um, Oprah just she she defied the odds and she created the life that she wanted. And she said to Essence magazine the other day that she is living God's vision for, for her. her. Yes. Oh my gosh, that touched yeah. me. It touched me too. It's like it's like oh yeah. What would we do if we fearlessly lived in God's vision for ourselves? Every single thing. Every you know everything that He assigned to us. Exactly, and I've spoken to so many women today who are like, "I'm afraid of this or that," and I'm like, "Why are you afraid?" Yeah. This one girl, she said she was afraid of, that she wouldn't be able to create content, and I'm just like, "You just." For- Great content. Like, what do you mean? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And so I think if for anything, if anything, Oprah is an inspiration for that. Mm -hmm. She is fearlessly pursuing God's vision for herself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, She's someone that I look up to as well just by being able to do so many different things and being successful at doing that. At each of them. At each of them. And she's known for just mastering all of those things, Mm -hmm. uh, which is so inspirational to me. Like, you don't have to just do one thing. Mm-hmm. I can do hair. I can do makeup. I can do, I can be the best TV host, like whatever, but I'm going to be the best at every single thing, which and, is amazing. And Oprah is so transparent in her failures too. Yeah. Like I obviously, I watch, I watch her speeches. I watch Steve Jobs mm-hmm. speeches on YouTube. And she spoke at Harvard once and she was talking about how everybody was saying how own was such a failure and you know I remember Oprah, that. you know Oprah can't do it this time and she's like I turned that network around and it's like okay yeah you know so I love I love you Oprah. Yes, we love you Oprah. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> um so how um how have you gotten to where you are today? And I know like sometimes being being the person who has the success, it may feel like, you know, I've done this, but I have so many things that, I, you know, else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. But people look up to you. People are admired by you. Like, you are an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, how has this, how have you gotten here? Um, I've gotten here by the grace of God, mm-hmm. for one. He, he blessed me with this talent, and I've been willing to trust him with that even when I feel uncomfortable even when I feel like I can't do it yeah just trusting him trusting him Mm. everything and also through the help of a wonderful team and being able to trust people with my baby yeah quote unquote how do you then how do you do that you just have to let it go it's like it's it's like a baby. It's like you know your baby's going off to college, or yeah, now they're going off to grade school, and you can't watch them all the time. And you just have to trust that whoever is watching them is going to take good care, care of them. them. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then then you intervene. But you can't. It's impossible to do things on your own. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to take credit for everything that I've done because we've had so many people help us. Yeah. And believe in the vision mm-hmm. and so but it's your vision my vision <laughs> it's your vision yeah but we do have a great team of people who who help us maintain i'm sure there are new posts right now as we're sitting here there are probably like new <laughs> posts. and i've i've been you know speaking and talking yeah and so yeah that's good and how how do you think people can let go of 
um, their baby, I guess. How do you put trust in a team or how have you, um, cause I, I know obviously like you have to, in order to even get to an amount of success, you have to have people helping you. Mm -hmm. um, and so what qualities do you look for in a person um, in your team or just like, you know what I'm saying? To be yeah. able to trust, trust them. I look for many means. I look for the people who are willing to do it even if they're not making money, money? from it. Okay. I, I'm looking for people who do it out of the passion for doing it. Mm -hmm. People who are competent and capable and not all about the accolades who are actually okay being in the in the background and not necessarily being in, in front of all the spotlights. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to find people. We have people who leave or people who stay or people who go on mm -hmm. to Teen Vogue or Yahoo Fashion. We've had this happen before. Um, but um, Shoot, I feel like you're bigger. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, we get poached sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I just think it's about looking for those right people. And, mm -hmm. and people come in stages. We've had some great writers who stay with us for five years and then they move on. Yeah. Right now we have a wonderful team, and then also being open to people if they say, I want to help you, be like, okay, let's see what you can do. Yeah. You want to work for free, free or for credit for like a month or two? Mm -hmm. They say yes, then they're, they're dedicated. Because anything in a creative sphere, you're going to have to pay your dues. You're yeah. going to have to have those moments. When I first started working, I had that internship at Upscale Magazine mm -hmm. was unpaid Oh wow. for three months. Oh, wow. Then my next internship was $5.15 an hour in New York City. What? Yeah. Is that legal? Well, I'm just I saying. I don't know. It was legal then. Oh, okay. It was minimum wage. Oh, okay. Minimum wage. And then the next job was $10 an hour. I did it. Yeah. When I moved to Paris, I quit my job. I moved to Paris, and I was working at Paris Vogue. That paid me, like, $500 a month. And I see young people be like, why would you want to use me that way? It's like, this is this is the price of entry. Mm. And we've all done it. Yeah. And we've all lived through it. Mm -hmm. And you will get the return on your investment when you've done the work. That's simple. I love that. Um, and so how did you become the face of your brand? Um, I became the face of my brand because I saw other bloggers, mm -hmm. colleagues who were getting invitations to shows and parties and all these fashionable events mm -hmm. because they were the faces of their brand. Mm -hmm. this, this was a time, I guess they were still considered influencers, but there were a lot of bloggers, let's say Brian Blish, for example, mm -hmm. who they were the face of their brand. That's what they did. They showed off their clothes. And these were the bloggers that were being acknowledged. Mm -hmm. and so I was different. I had an entertainment website. Yeah. But I was like, we have great traffic. We have a great following. So let me infuse myself into that. that. That's smart. Right. Very smart. Yeah. And it was a rough road. People were not kind to me all the time. Mm -hmm. But I worked on myself and continued to grow. And now I'm an ambassador for so many different brands. I help to uplift different brands. So I think it's about seeing what's missing, seeing what's trending in your industry, and then going in that direction. I love that. Yeah. Really, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and luckily that you did that early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, because what, where do you think it would have been now? I don't know. I mean, do you I think, think it would have... I think there are a lot of brand, big brands, like the Shade Room. We know who's behind the Shade Room, mm -hmm. but she's not, like, posting herself. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if she's ever posted herself. I don't know. They post a lot. <laughs> but there are a lot of brands where you don't even know who's behind it. Mm-hmm. That can work. But I think for me, we were able to open up a whole new business. Yeah. Based off of me. Yeah. Definitely. You know? and, and definitely, like, when we experienced our setback last year, Claire Summers was the one who was driving that train. Like, yeah. Claire Summers is the one that's keeping Fashion Bomb afloat mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So I'm great that I explored that and mm-hmm. was open to exploring that and step out of my comfort zone. Because I was saying today, I'm, I'm normally an introvert. I'm normally shy. An introvert? Yeah. You? And you just got in a car with a stranger? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Claire. No, I told this young lady who's helping me. She was like, I was like, I'm going to let you know where I'm going. Just so. And she was like, oh, yeah, Kaylin, girl, talk your mind. And I was like, okay. But I sometimes I'm just like, Claire, you should not be alive because I'm just be doing some wild, wild stuff. Even when I go to different cities, I used to be on Snapchat like, who can come to my makeup? And people would come. And, and I was like, thank God nobody has been crazy. Yes. <laughs> I have pulled been, up. I've risked it all. You know, you take risks big and small. Yeah. They all work out. I love it. Yeah. It's all good. Um, <laughs> you're like, no is this the right car? Killer. Is this the right yeah, car? Yeah, car. You're like, okay, I'm Kayla. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. I was like, I'm making sure I'm not getting a train car. Um, so who has helped you on your on your journey yeah I've had many mentors I wouldn't say I have one big um, mentor but I have many people who helped me along the way I always say my first mentor was my brother and he will love that but my brother people always ask you know you went to Harvard were your parents really hard on you and it was not my parents it was my brother wow my older brother when I would make a bad grade in school, he would cry. What? He would be like, you can do better. I'd be like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still that way. He's a lot more emotional than I am. But um, <laughs> I remember when I wanted to go, when I was applying to college, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to go to Columbia because I always wanted to live in New York City. Yeah. And he had gone to Harvard. Yeah. So he was like, come visit me. Come see how it is. See if you like it. I think you'll really like it. He, he like, mentored me through the mm-hmm. application. He recommended I send an extra credit essay, which I did. So he was one of the first people who was like, I yeah. see it for you. Yeah. And I'm going to help you. Yeah. And I was open enough to accept that. Yeah. You know, so he was my first mentor. And then there are so many women. Like, when I was coming up, I, would, I was the queen of informational interviews. Mm. I would just be like, can we have lunch so I can pick your brain? Well, pick, don't yeah. ever say pick your brain. Don't do that. That's don't a no-no now. That. Even now, I'm like, no, that, that'll that get you deleted. Um, <laughs> but just sitting down with people like Terry Agins mm. or Robin Gavon. Wow. Um, what was her name? It was a beauty editor. I can't remember her last name. But different different <laughs> editors at magazines, people that I admired, Lola Ogunaike. Wow. Um sitting down for an hour with them mm-hmm. and, and, and asking them pointed questions. I think so many people have helped me along the way. Bevy Smith. Bevy Smith. You know Bevy Smith? I don't. She's um, a media maven in New York City. She used to be on Paycheck TV. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's, she, wow. she's been an, an you know, unofficial mentor. Wow. Kim Blackwell. I mean, there's so many women, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, and so what did you look for in a mentor? 
Did women you? who were doing what something I wanted to, to do. do. Like Terry Agins or Robbie, Robin Gavon, these are legendary black female fashion mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how did you do it? Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? And mm-hmm. Terry, she recommended a few books I should read, including um, On Writing Well by William Zinsner, okay. which is a book that I recommend to everybody who writes, who writes for me. They never read it. <laughs> never. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so frustrating when you give somebody advice and they don't take, take it. it. But mm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, if you give me advice, if you tell me a book to read, I'll read it. And and I think that's kind of like what differentiates me from some people. What else did Terry Agins tell me to read? Um, a book by Stephen King on writing nonfiction. Okay. But but these women, they would just give me little little gems. nuggets. Okay. Little gems, little things to do. You should do this. You should do that. And I think for any mentor mentee relationship, it shouldn't be like give this to me. Yeah. You know they're they're walking you along the way. They're grooming you. Mm-hmm. They're watching to see if you're going to follow their, their recommendation or right. not. But I think it's important to, like, just use them as a resource. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, always have an ask yeah. in mind. Mm-hmm. But just their their knowledge is enough. And yeah. their time. Yeah. And their time is very valuable. Yeah. I know um, for me, <clears throat> I've always wanted to, I've always, like, suck out, like, mentorship. Like, I've always, like, I love information. I love, yeah. like, if you went through something, I don't. If, and it helps me not go through it, like, mm-hmm. please tell me so I can make sure, you know what I'm saying? So I can make sure that I don't have to go through whatever ups and downs or whatever like that or trials. But sometimes I know we have to, to learn for experience. But um, I know sometimes, especially now, people get very, like, standoffish, like, especially when they see something in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've reached out to so many women asking, like, I would love for you to mentor me um, just because of what I see you're doing. And I see, like, um, I see something in myself within you. Mm-hmm. And I gravitate towards that. Like, I would love to not even pick your brain, but just be in the same room. And you just share it. And I'll just sit at your feet and you just talk and I'll just listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I get so frustrated because it's like, there's not really people don't take me seriously or um I haven't really met I've met one one or two people who had have taken the time out and um allowed me to you know allow me to be under them and you know they share advice but it's it gets kind of hard and um yeah it gets kind of challenging wanting someone who's solid and who's like a solid yeah a, a solid foundation in my life yeah um you know someone consistent yeah um I think I've started to change the way that I approach those conversations. Okay. And I'm like, what can I do for you? Yeah. How can I be of service to you? Yeah. Let me know how I can help you. Yeah. Because everybody who's a boss, they need help. Yeah. And so start from that way. From okay. The point of service. Okay. And then I think you'll get maybe the response that you need. Okay. But I know there was a young lady today who was helping me out. She found me a videographer, a photographer. Mm-hmm. She was a service she yeah. helped me with my bags and all this stuff. And then we had this moment. She was like, I want to, can I ask you some questions? I was like, yeah, let's walk and talk. Okay. And we had this whole session. So it's like, that's how. Exchange. That was the exchange. Okay. Yeah. Act of service. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, would you like to share anything else? I'm going to wrap up our interview. I am so honored to even be able to be in the same room with you, girl. <laughs> Seriously. I'm so serious. Um, as one of my favorite mentors, 
said, <laughs> keep on keeping on. <laughs> I feel it. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. So much. I really, really appreciate you. This is fun. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to Girl Talk with Kaylin. See you next time.